0: and B, and as I mentioned in the preview, I am joined by two fellow Satellite High gentlemen, and if you're watching your cross the screen, uh, from your left to my right, Chris Snyder and Craig McCarthy. Guys, how are you? great, Marvin. Alright, so uh, I know that, let's see, Craig, you're still here in Florida, so are you experiencing any of the wonderful rain today.
1: There's a, there's a monsoon right now. I had to, I had to set up an extra light cause usually the, the light from the window is, is enough for a, uh, for video. Nice. Um, yeah. Out of nowhere. And you know, being like most Floridians, I'm, I'm used to tracking weather this time of year, but ever since the virus, I, I pay no attention whatsoever. Storms just appear out of nowhere and I, I don't know they're coming.
0: Yeah. This one popped up about uh, 5 PM yesterday. And uh, so we were under a tropical storm warning uh, all last night. So it's been fun. Tonight, how about you? It is a
2: beautiful sunny day here in Fort Worth, Texas. It's probably 80 degrees. We got a little chilly earlier in the week, but uh, they tell us it's going to be 90 tomorrow. So typical Texas weather. I, you know, the, the tropical storm thing, we don't get a whole lot of that here, but I'll trade you in a New York minute because you can get out of the way of those things. We get tornadoes. So, yeah, no warning at all. They just pop up. Yeah, uh, beautiful day
0: in Texas. Yeah, we could get uh, up to a two week notice. You probably at most <laughs> get what like a, a, a yeah, we two get, minute we warning. Get, the get in your
2: closet and yeah. cover your head. Notice that's pretty much what much what we get. Yep. But uh, thankfully, knock on something. that hasn't happened in a while. All right. Does the city have, have uh, sirens, Chris? They do. Yeah, especially because yeah. I, I live yeah. in in Fort Worth, and and being a big city, we do, we get the sirens absolutely.
0: Now, were you affected at all? I know that Hurricane Laura was way east of you, but I did hear some people in Houston that said that they had some stuff happen. So did it reach out to you guys as well? No, Houston's about probably
2: 180, 200 miles south of us. It was not affected at all here. It was messy down there, particularly Lake Charles, Louisiana, that neck of the woods got, got real funky, but here, all good.
0: All right. All right, gentlemen. So before we get going, I need to do a couple of announcements because for some people, it has been quite some time since they've seen me live, and uh, I need to at least do a couple of updates. One of the updates is that something that I meant to try to do back in August was the run that uh, Todd Shoemaker was going to do, and Todd Shoemaker was a guest on an earlier podcast. He was a college friend of mine who went through a lot of different stuff and basically was told many years ago, he'd be dead, he wouldn't walk, he couldn't run, all that sort of stuff. Well, he uh, all of a sudden started feeling really good earlier this year and started running again and was on a quest to do 500 miles this year. And I was going to try to cover that as a news person, but that did not happen. But I did want to let everybody know that wanted to ask about him. He did complete his 500 miles. He completed it back on Friday, August 21st, and he completed it uh, going from Good Samaritan Hospital in West Palm Beach up to the steps of Family Church, which is the old First Baptist Church of West Palm. So I wanted to update everybody that he did uh, finish that 500 miles. He's actually going to be putting together another documentary uh, about, I don't know if it's just that, but as soon as I get information on that, I will update everybody, and uh, you can you can hear his story. And I was looking for, I thought I was going to announce for the Satellite High folks, we had to obviously cancel the reunion this year because of Rona. And I know that it it was postponed till next year. And I thought that there was a date set and I reached out to Miss Veltri, Tina Veltri, who is in charge of the reunion. I looked, I was trying to figure out which group to go to to look because I couldn't remember which satellite group <laughs> had, had the announcements on it. So if either of you guys know uh, if those dates have been set or uh, if, if uh, where we can find the information, either of you guys know anything.
2: I, 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 don't what I saw they come out. I mean, look on my calendar, And cheers to miss Valtteri for organizing that thing. Uh, time yeah, after, she does, time,
1: she time. does a lot of work. Oh yes.
0: It is some work. Yes. So if anybody has that, or if anybody, if anybody talks to Tina, you know, I don't know if she doesn't get my messages because I got blocked or something. Uh, cause I only have the Facebook thing. So, uh, I am struggling with communication. So I'm working on getting people's contact information, email phone numbers and stuff like that. I know that people go off the Facebook and then back on the Facebook and then people don't use the messenger feature. So, uh, Anybody out there that's listening and can get a message and wants to uh, get me information so that I can help with the announcements, please let me know. Send an email to Marvin at com. All right. That's it for announcements, guys. So uh, how's life?
1: You know, it occurs to me, you and I have not spoken since, check me on this, 1985. Oh,
2: no, you guys were both at the reunion. That can't be uh, right. Five years ago, did you not? Did you not hang out?
0: Well,
1: I, I don't know, think I was five years ago. Um, well, I don't know. I know no, I've seen you, Craig, in the last I think,
0: a couple times. I think two years ago, when uh, no, it was three years ago, maybe when I went to, there was an unofficial function at some restaurant on the water in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. I don't. Even, I don't remember the name of the restaurant, but it was a. Uh, it was a live band there. There was probably about 20 or so people that I recognized. There's probably 40 people there from from not just our crew, but from that area. Uh,
1: well, if you and I have spoken in, in the last several years, I would have remembered that more. <laughs> I, I, no, I, I would have. I've been looking forward to this conversation. Cause it's been, I feel it's like I've
2: had the pleasure of speaking to both of you. I feel like I ought to hit mutant to sit back and let you two catch up. I'm good with that.
0: Well, you guys had dinner a few years ago um so tell me about that lunch i think lunch, lunch okay I was flying oh,
1: there's there's twice and, and i yeah you were in briefly uh something on 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 business but you you contacted me and we got together um just for lunch and and it was it was marvelous i, I was mm-hmm. I was so happy that you thought to take you know this finite time that you have going from point A to point B um, to come see me. And um, it was just marvelous because I've got, you know, I, mean, I don't know how deep to, to jump in. I've got fabulous memories of, uh, you know, umpiring uh, youth baseball with you of uh, the, the poker games at your house or, or Penny and <laughs> poker back in the day. And um, it was just so great to see you. And, It's uh, You know, this is nice when I have reunions with with people from the Army or from college as well. I really love when there's kind of a spontaneous discussion of of faith. You know, you and I talked at that lunch um, about our beliefs and faith, and that's, you know, it's not for everybody, but, um, yeah, I I have a really good memory of that. And then not too long after that, over on uh, US1 near where you – Um, near the bridge, I forget the name of the place, where we got together. Uh, Dan Mm -hmm. and Kelly was there, and you were there. I got a...
2: Squid Lips? Barry uh, Barry Mayhew was there as well. Uh, Grill, maybe? Something like that. The
0: Grill at Squid Lips or something? Is that...
2: I don't remember. It, it was a little bit more uh, high, a little more high end than Squid Lips, if I remember right. The okay. <laughs>
0: I don't know so which I is which. Squid Lips. I,
2: I, as, a, as a Texan, I'm very proud to say that I have been to the Squid Lips in Melbourne and the one on the Cape. So, uh, yeah, that's that. I don't know whether that's something to be
0: uh, scorned for, but uh, I like both places. I see. I don't. Uh, I can't remember which is which. Uh, I know that my mom likes one, and we don't go to the other. But I'll have to. I'll have to figure that out when I when I get back up there at some point. So, Craig, here's the thing. So I've probably been to Orlando 20, 30 times <laughs> over the last few years. And I, I'll i be honest, I did not know you were there. And, of course, as people are finding out through these shows, I didn't know where a lot of people were. So when I dropped off the map, I really dropped off and didn't know a lot of where where things were. So I had a customer that was literally right downtown um mm-hmm. at Orange Orange Ave and we would go down there all the time. I'd end up at Church Street Station. I had customers in Deltona, um, some other places around there. So I've been up and out there around. So uh you've got your office there. Are you in downtown?
1: Well, you're looking at my office.
0: Well, I'm not talking um, about during the right. Rona. I'm talking <laughs> about <laughs>
1: No, I, I I literally do work from from my home. Oh, okay. It's a very very streamlined prac, very efficient practice. Um, but uh, yeah, when I when I do court appearances, it's generally at the juvenile court, uh, which is on Michigan Street. But I'm I'm five to ten minutes from downtown at any given time. Anyway, but you know, it's an amazing thing living in Orlando. Everybody passes through here at some point or another, and I, I I'll see I'll see college friends and 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 army buddies and stuff on Facebook, you know, uh, with, with pictures in Orlando. And I, and I used to get a, I used to get a little upset and Hey, you know, how can we didn't get together? But you know, it's not like that. When, when, when people plan a trip with their family or whatever, they, everything is, is scheduled out to the minute. Um, I get it. It's not always easy, but yeah, every everybody flows through Orlando one time or another.
0: All right. And snide, I will say this, not been through Fort Worth, but I've been through Dallas.
2: Uh, not far away. It's a, it's a burb. It's right on up the street. Yeah. Next time you come through, I've actually moved since you and I last spoke and I am really? in Fort Worth proper now before I was in grapevine and I was about six minutes from the DFW airport. But I, cause I'm not very smart. I bought a new house during COVID and because I'm really not smart, we're remodeling said house during COVID. So it's. has been you got a, the last, you got a months.
0: discount though, right?
2: I, I, you know what we, my wife and I, we, we sometimes, sometimes you you just get a little bit fortunate and we, we sold right and we bought right. So it, it worked out. Okay. The stars in the line, this one,
0: nothing wrong with that. So you bought our fixer upper?
2: No, uh, no, we bought a house. Ha- if you, just to be candid about it, the house that we bought is uh, was remodeled in 2006. It's on a, a piece of property that has been residential since 1943. But when it was remodeled in 2006, we've come to find out since we bought it, that it was remodeled by a guy that was single in probably his 30s or early 40s, and it, it looks like a guy house, and yes, we're guys, but there are just some things that needed to be changed. I, I think of Kelly Kimball, uh, Moy Sand, who I see watching this morning. Good morning, Kelly, and Karen and Becky, uh, about the remodel, because this house had zero feminine touch to it. So uh, the lovely is smiley Smiley's been having a field day.
1: All elk heads or or what? No, well, okay, so the guy that lived here was an LSU
2: graduate and, and the home had, you know, those little, those little, uh, things that people, it is backwards. You're right, Craig, uh, (laughs) that that they paint on the, uh, curb that, that are their alma mater's, uh, there were three on the curb that had my house number. And rest assured, my house is not so large that it needs three. It needs exactly one. Um, the shelves and trim in the home were either brown or LSU gold. And I keep finding LSU things. The workbench in the garage has LSU painted on it. It's, yeah, there's, uh, Speakers dangling from the living room. Uh, I, there probably was a disco ball and mirrors at some point that's been removed. It, it's 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 a lovely home, and it's going to be really lovely in about four months when we get done with it.
0: Cool. All right. So, hey, are you far from the Magnolia Farms people, Chip and Joanne?
2: <laughs> the most famous people in Texas? Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, about an hour. Okay. A little, a, yeah, everybody, you talk, Greg, to your point of everybody that comes through here. I've heard more people that come through uh, that are headed down to Waco to, to go to Magnolia than they come right by where we live. And, I, well, and, and Kelly and Dan, uh, their son is a student at Baylor, uh, which she, is right by Magnolia. So, yeah, no. it's not far from here at all. So all right. are, you, are you hypothesizing that perhaps Mrs. B will be making a, a run through she,
0: she would like to. She would, <laughs> she would like to. We had a trip that was scheduled for San Diego that mm. was supposed to happen. Actually, it was supposed to be happening now that – Um, one of the vendors that I resell their phone service through my business, I won a competition at the end of last year. And so they were supposed to fly me out to, you know, hang out at the the mothership and we go see Disneyland and all that stuff. So of course she's like, well, if we're not traveling there, can we travel someplace else? And I had to remind her that that trip was paid for. <laughs> this well, trip I'd, we I'd, would have we, to pay we for. We have it.
2: a guest room. We'd love to have <laughs> you come on. And my wife, while I have not been to Magnolia Garden, she is an expert. She could give you the guided tour. Oh, so okay. I All get
0: right. the
2: cupcakes. She brings back. That's my that's my exposure to Magnolia.
0: Well, speaking of Miss Moisan, I should go back and acknowledge you had mentioned people in the chat. So Kelly, along with uh Miss Lorenz, uh, actually put a note in there that the. Class reunion for Satellite High School has been rescheduled July 16th through the 18th of 2021. And wait a minute, there's a website? SHH, SHS class of 85 website. I didn't know we had one. So, um, we got to get that. <laughs> That's how bad we are. <laughs> That's, uh, oh, joy, oh, joy. And somebody just messaged me. So let me see if this is, uh, no, this is not Uncle Marv related. I'll ignore that. So thank you, Kelly and Karen. And just, oh, looky here. On behalf of my good friend, Becky Beal Brunette, I am pleased to announce that she will be in an upcoming episode of the Uncle Marv podcast soon. So you all will get to learn the origin of that phrase. All right, that's all I got. What do you guys got?
2: (laughs) I, 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 Craig, please. I th- you, we we need to catch everybody up with what you're doing. I I, I had the the good fortune because uh, Marv was really bored of doing this a few months back, so I I got to catch everybody up on my my happenings. Tell us what's going on in Craigland.
1: I, I you know I've seen um, I've seen some of these episodes. We talked about that in the backstage, um, and some of them are a bit lengthy. I, I can tell you, I am I am daunted today. I'm, I'm waiting for what's what's coming. You know. Um, I thought to myself, Marvin B as an adult, I think the one thing I've always wanted to tell you that when I, when I moved to, uh, to satellite beach, to started seventh grade in Delora, I, w- I was the new guy. I was one of the new guys. And as a tangent, if you don't mind me over explaining a little bit, um, on the first day, first period class, seventh grade, um, I want to, I want to say that it was, uh, misspelled English, but I could be wrong about that. But there was, there were more students than there were desks in the, in the classroom. So they, and that was fixed later, but they had a table near the door for the last ones in. And it just so happened that the people at this table were the new guys. Uh, It was me, Dan Moisan, Barry Mayhew. Um, and, and I want to say, and someone who was was not a new, new guy or gal, I think, I think Dede was at that table as well with us. And I always thought that was the funniest thing. Literally, the first two guys I met on my first class of my first day of seventh grade were all new to the town, and, and we were all friends all throughout, and I thought that was interesting. Anyway, that was a tangent. And what, what I wanted to say, so in the, in those six years, Laura and satellite. I, I was a new guy. I was very, very unsure of myself in a lot of ways. Um, but, you know, I, I try, I tried to set goals and I tried to meet them for myself and myself. The one person in all that time who ever intimidated me um, as a really intimidating rival was Marvin B. <laughs> it just, you were, and always have been kind of, kind of, I mean, you're a good friend, and you always were, and, and a great guy to hang out with. But you always had this somewhat mythic status to me. And, and I mean that sincerely. You, I was intimidated by you.
0: In what way? Because yeah, you, 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 we didn't play sports, sports together, together, did we? What's, what's that? We didn't play sports together. How could I have intimidated you?
1: Well, we played on the on the same team in, in football. No, just that... Um, Oh, stuff. Like I I had a list of things I had to do in order to get into the, the the college that I wanted. And so, so whenever I was, I was applying for some scholarship or, or an internship, I remember one in particular, I think you had a fellowship with, uh, Congressman Nelson.
0: Bill Nelson. Yes. Um,
1: Yeah. Um, see I was up for that and the, uh, yeah, I was always nervous when you were around because I needed to tick off some of these boxes, and there was Marvin all the time. So intimidated in that way. You were just a formidable guy.
0: Oh, see, I had no—I didn't even know that was a competition thing. I—I I thought that they just selected me, so <laughs> I didn't realize that for the Bill Nelson thing. Um, now here's the one thing you did get me—you were uh, class president our senior year. You beat me, um, although I do have to qualify. That I let Craig Kirby run my campaign because I was dumb that <laughs> week. <laughs> I,
1: I, need, I need to correct because Keenan will be upset, and it's easy to, to mix up. You and I ran for student body president. Okay, um, Keenan was was the class president.
0: Okay, all right. Think. I don't. Yeah, somewhere about, I've got
2: a picture of me. you, Craig, start and Dan. Band. I've got a picture somewhere of you, Craig, and Dan, dressed as pirates. That's a campaign poster. They're Why sad. I have that 40 years later is a mystery to anybody, but I, I do. It's it's in my archives of stuff somewhere. Be, be,
1: because it's <laughs> – I don't know. There's something special about it in, in the history of political advertising. I don't know. It, it, it worked. <laughs> no, there, you know what it was? I, I read – oh, gosh. I – it's good to keep a sense of humor about things. I had run for something. I think it was treasure junior class. I, don't know. I ran for something junior year, and and uh, Dan and I and, and a bunch of other people were on a field trip to Washington D.C. and we were at Mount Vernon. And I recalled that there were there were Japanese tourists in Mount Vernon, George Washington's home, um, and for some reason they thought that us collection of, of high school kids on a field trip was worthy of documenting. So people were asking us to be in pictures with them. I don't, I don't know. We were official young Americans or something. I don't know. So I ended up with this photograph somehow of me and Dan and this family who we didn't understand a word of each other's language, all hugging. They just, you know, had their arms around Um and for some reason, so I, I I had a flyer made of that that said, if this if this Japanese family can trust Craig, so can you. Which is which is <laughs> horrible that, logic.
0: That's what you used and, to become and, student body president?
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. That was junior year. Oh, okay. And so, oh my gosh, I am so embarrassed. And, and and so the next year, you know, you stick with what's what works. You don't, you know. I want to get too creative dan and i just took another picture um i think it was at, at disney pirates in caribbean or something just in pirate garb and i forget what the slogan was for that thanks for hanging on to it
0: I, yeah well, we gotta have it. to uh once i get the archives up with all the photos and stuff that's that needs to be submitted so
2: i will find it it's in a box in this house somewhere right,
0: we'll do that so craig that can't be more embarrassing than being Brian Humphreys' shadow at the talent contest. What am I not remembering? You guys don't remember that? Because I was a shadow. That's why. Uh Oh. Uh -oh. So I don't even remember which year it was. All I remember is Brian Humphreys wanted to do this this, uh, skit to the song Me and My Shadow. And he wanted, you know, he dressed in all white, me in all black, thinking that, you know, that would represent the shadow, and I need to get in touch with him. He used to live down here, so I had him spruce it up by adding the Jay Giles band freeze frame music, so that every once in a while, while he's doing a song, I the music would click to freeze frame, and his shadow would start doing different stuff. So I thought that was that was pretty embarrassing.
1: That's pretty inventive. Yeah, yeah.
0: glad they weren't taping stuff back then.
1: I think we all are for for a number of reasons.
0: Yeah, Can you imagine our lives right. with social media?
1: No, I can't. I can't. And and I've got you know I've got the my my one son is is twenty nine. He seems to have navigated growing up in the digital age well. Um, my other son just turned thirteen, and it's uh, I mean, he's a great kid. He's a good kid. There's you know so I trust his online. Life and all, but it's amazing to me just how different it is. And yeah, we've had to have several talks about the internet being forever, and your 13 year old brain isn't going to match the expectations of you know later you and other people. No, I, no, our lives would have been different if social media existed. Absolutely,
0: yeah, I certainly would not have been able to lie my way out of situations. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my. So snide. So you moved. That's uh, happened yeah. in the last few months. So what what mm-hmm. prompted that move?
2: So we had been we, we lived in, in a cookie cutter neighborhood. It was a lovely home. Uh, but it was it was when my when my wife and I first got married, she owned a catering company in Dallas. And my business was predominantly in Fort Worth. And, and for those of you that don't hang out here our home was right in the middle. So it was, you know, 12, 15 miles for her to get to her place. And it was 12, 15 miles for me to get to where I needed to go Going the other direction. Um, We have raised our grandson uh, and Craig actually helped me navigate my way through that years and years ago uh, since he was 13 years old and he graduated from high school this year. So it was, we are free of the school system. Let's get on out. Um, And sold her catering company, I think five years ago, maybe six. And she works from home now. Uh, and my office is in Fort Worth. I used to be on the road quite a bit in, in terms of just navigating from place to place that I sold. But I've since taken a new role within my company, and um, my office is in the south end of Fort Worth. So it was let's let's just get on the road and get a little closer to my office. We wanted some different space. We wanted to uh, not look out our dining room and and see the neighbor's laundry room. Uh, so it's uh, it's 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 been a it's been a blessing for sure.
0: All right. Now, did you? upsize downsize more, more land i think
2: the only difference is is it's one story instead of two stories and we have three bedrooms instead of four um which allows us for a, a gigantic living area which is good as our family continues to, to expand as the kids are having more kids it just uh, the, the rooms are crowding in on us so uh and we've got a little bit more of a backyard a little bit more of a front yard and it's a very quiet street i mean nobody drives up and down the street it's it's which is nice. I, don't hear airplanes every three minutes. It's, it's been, it's been wonderful. I will share. And, and again, this is such a, a first world problem. Who in the world am I to complain about anything? And I mean this sincerely. I'm I'm so blessed in, in to our situation, but for two months, we moved in two months ago yesterday, we have been sequestered to one room. The bedroom is the only room we have access to because of the remodel going on between the paint. Uh, we don't have a We haven't had a kitchen since the first week we lived here. They yanked out all the appliances. I managed to, fry the microwave making popcorn. So we even had a microwave. So we've been living in the bedroom and on the back porch. And I'm speaking to you from my wife's armoire office. The, the laptop is crammed into an armoire and that's where she lives. Uh,
0: it's, but again, no so complaints. But is she in the room? Is she in the room listening to us? Or did you kick her out to the patio?
2: I kicked her nowhere. She runs my life. <laughs> no, she's, she's on the back patio.
0: <laughs> All right. And Craig, we saw your wife, uh, pass by there briefly. Um, What's your situation really? there?
1: Well, uh, my wife, Tiffany and I, we've been married 22 years, uh, as people tuning in probably know this is, this is my second marriage because I married my high school sweetheart and our classmate, Susan Parson, Now Susan Larell. Um, that's a broad question. What's your situation? I have, I have a fantastic <laughs> family. Um, as i said i got uh, my my older is a lawyer i don't know why i never encouraged him to become an attorney uh but he's in los angeles doing a uh, you know entertainment law intellectual property stuff um he he works for himself he's got his own shingle out and uh he's having a lot of fun with that and i've got my 13 year old uh, so you know I, i've got this 16 year two sons one from each marriage and a 16 year age difference between them. Uh, and it's just been delightful to, to be a dad again. And I enjoy both the kids. Tiffany is a wonderful woman. Uh, Um, the great partner in my life. Um, Susan and I, we used to be in touch fairly often when Dylan, our, our son was younger, uh, not so much anymore, but she's still beachside. Um, our families keep in touch. My parents keep in touch with, with her parents, and uh, she's doing well as, uh, as far as I can tell. And what else do you want to know?
2: Well, I, I want to, Marvin, if I can interrupt for two seconds. Go I, I kind of want to, to to. this came up this morning when I was talking to my wife Ann about doing this today and, and said, you know, it's kind of a pleasant surprise that Craig's agreed to to jump on here and visit with us. And she said, well, I met Craig once or twice, and I said, you know, he's probably the single most goal-oriented person I ever met, and that came up with something you said a few minutes ago, and, and Craig, I'd be making it up if I remembered what year you said this to me, but I remembered I was probably spending the night at your house on that, that really cool house that your family built, um, and you said, well, I'm going to go to West Point. They're still in it. Which is amazing. I remember they built that house, and, and it's, I'm going to go to West Point, and here's the five things I have to do. It was you Know a, a, a and I'm going to get this all mucked up, but a, a congressional recommendation. I remember that sports was part of it, and that's if I'm not mistaken, the reason you started to play football. Uh, I also remember that you scored a touchdown on the only football game I missed my senior year because I had my wisdom. <laughs> <throughout>, so, <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, glory days. Um,
2: but, but that's all true, correct? I mean, West Point was, was your MO, that's what you were going to do.
1: Well, it, yeah, the uh, and and in hindsight, I, I wasn't dreadfully smart about it. Um, I, I don't know how to describe it. I don't know how to explain this without it. Cause I've been asked about this in various contexts now and then I was, I was 14 years old when I decided, um, that I was going to go to West point one, because I knew that I wanted to be educated and I wanted a good education. And two, because for some reason, I just, the things that I'd read, I mean, I, I had read Winston Churchill's, uh, you know, like multi-volume history of, of World War II. And, and, you know, I, I looked at, at my image of, uh, what American soldiers had done in liberating people and being the good guys. And, and it just appealed to me. Uh, I, I remember Reagan was president at the, at the time and whether you know, people viewing this liked him or did not. He was somebody who kind of inspired a certain patriotism. And I wrote to him about getting into West Point. He wrote back, or someone in his office did. Um, so, yeah, it's all, all true. I just, I, I decided, I, I recall very clear, I was 14 years old, and I, and I was thinking, I got I to decide what, what my future is. And that was it really great education want to serve my country. I want to put on its uniform and, and West Point, And of course the other service academies would, would accomplish that as well. Um, I was stupid in that I applied to exactly one college. Um, I didn't bother applying anywhere else. Um, but yeah, I got accepted and, and I had to get past Marvin B to tick off those <laughs> things. Like I said, yeah. Um, the, you know, I, the it's not a normal school; it was a strain on susan and i we 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 became engaged my uh, sophomore what they call yearling year up there um and she and and i should I should say this obviously our, our our marriage ended at some point, but uh she was she was you know my rock, my tie to to sanity and the normal world, and she was a great help to me and and of course moved with me overseas to Berlin while the wall was still up, incidentally, um, and was willing to, to go live behind the Iron Curtain with me. Um, so while our marriage lasted, it was it was a marvelous thing. And uh, Susan, one of the great friends of my life, um, and now I'm rambling. I'm going to stop.
2: No, but okay, so you, you, the West Point, serve our country, wonderful military career. You and I have had the, the pleasure of speaking offline about how you were there during the fall of the Berlin Wall, which is fascinating to me. Then you go, you know, I think I'm going to go to law school and become a lawyer. I mean, I, you were so well thought out in all this. I, I went to Auburn University because they, they sent me a letter that said you're in, and my high school sweetheart, Becky Rusin's sister, was there, so I thought she might follow. I, I was not nearly yeah. as well.
1: Those are, those are excellent reasons for picking a college <laughs> at 17 years old. They are.
0: It's yeah. well, they're debut, they're yeah. valid.
1: It,
2: it, yeah. She did follow. It worked out. We had a beautiful relationship for about three years.
1: Yeah. Um so I yeah I should just recap. It I always I always feel uh self-conscious about this stuff because I I have known and met and served with such extraordinary people that my relatively brief active duty career um was nothing but a joy to me. Uh I I was never I never had to be in combat. Uh you know, I never had to do anything heroic or more dangerous than the, than the the standard danger that comes with firing howitzers and and training and all that. So I get self-conscious about it, uh, because I, I am, I'm I'm grateful that I got to serve everything about it. Um, meeting Easterners, uh, not only East Germans, but, but Czechs and Slovaks and, and Polish, um, and talking to people as they're coming out from under, socialism, um, and communism and, and to, to have be that kind of firsthand historian to talk to people about what life was like then, what they thought of of the American army being there and all that. Um, I, nothing but a pleasure for me to have served. And I look back at that as the best time of my my life, certainly the most interesting
0: Sorry, Chris, I was waiting to see if you had a follow-up question since you yeah, were uh... – <laughs> I feel like
2: I'm hijacking your show. This is the Uncle Marr show, not, cause it, which is good because nobody would watch it if it was my show. So, Listen, like, here's the I'm thing. This.
0: this is the deal yeah, about you know, the by show. By the way. What was that?
1: I, you know, I, I, I want to say, by the way, I, and I'm, 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 I'm flattered and, and thankful for your kind words, Chris. The, the law school thing was the opposite of organization and, and, and having goals. I, I was absolutely winging it. The um, the army was after after the wall came down, after Germany the Germany's reunified, uh, the Federal Republic and the Deutsche Democratic Republic you know reunified, and after um, Desert Shield and Desert Storm, the first Iraq war was over. Uh, people may or may not recall there was a, a massive reduction in force. I mean it was massive, uh, a huge chunk of the military. Uh, was downsized, and reduced, um, and they were, you know, a, a company grade officer in field artillery. I, I was a dime a dozen, uh, and they were they were trying to get get rid of people. And I was concerned about maybe being placed in that reduction of force and having to try to plan my future from Europe by mail. You know, uh, and I ran into a friend. Uh, a friend from college, and, and we were both in the Bruin Brigade together. And uh, he just told me he was going to law school in Texas. He was he was going to go ahead and do that. And I'm like, that's interesting. He said, I I can give you my LSAT, you know, prep prep book if you want. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Um, and yeah, I I just I was winging it after that. I I and and I put no preparation into into applying for law school. I just did it. I did the whole thing in like two weeks took the, the law school admissions test in the middle of a field exercise. I got permission to go drive to Frankfurt High School covered in mud, take the test. Um, so, yeah, opposite of preparation there. But I've been practicing law for 25 years now. so
2: It has all worked out. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Were you stationed that's... in the United States anywhere? Uh, uh, did you go straight from, from graduating from
1: West Point over to, to Europe and that's where you were? Um, yeah, like I said, my active career, I was a reservist for, for a much longer time, but my active duty career was, was, was relatively short only, uh, just about three and a half years. But the first six months after the Academy were Fort still Oklahoma, because it, it, it takes a good amount of time to train a field artillery man. There's a lot of math. Um, and, um, so six months i I love that too. Uh it's it's near um it's near Norman, Oklahoma. Um, Southernish Oklahoma, Fort Sill. I had never lived that far west. I've never seen bison roaming around on my daily commute and prairie dogs and stuff and, and I yeah, I love that. Beautiful place. So yeah, that was that was the only place other than I was stationed at Fort Sill and then Berlin and that was it.
2: My uh my Freshman year roommate at Auburn university was a West point dropout. Uh, it, it's strange. Toby stats. If you all remember Toby, Toby was supposed to be my roommate at Auburn. He got accepted to Auburn and was going to go. And I want to say it was late June or early July. He and I both worked at action sale. We were teaching sailing and hanging out with tourists. It was a blast. And he walked in and said, I'm not going to Auburn. I'm going to go to university of Florida. And I went, great. I have no roommate. And, uh, it was the old, you're, you're going to show up and you're randomly assigned somebody, and, and goodness, I hope you all get along. And, and a, a guy named Stuart Hudson, who's a dear friend of mine to this day, uh, walked in, and, and he was somewhat shell-shocked, and he had just left West Point like five days prior. Mm. Uh, he Well, he was a cross-country runner, and he said they were putting too much weight on him. I guess the basic training that first year, but he weighed like 110 pounds. I, I think I think uh, eating a full meal probably would have put, put a little weight on him. So small world, but interesting.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, Chris, I to your small
1: world, I, I remember in basic training, which they called Beast Barracks, um, I was in a squad with a young lady. I wish I could remember her name, who was from northern New Jersey, where I was born. Um, she had dated my brother. And that was a very odd thing to discover while wearing battle dress uniform in the woods with your, your new squad mates. Yeah. You know? <laughs>
0: Mm. Yeah. Good story. So Chris, to your point about hijacking, you know, the show, listen, that's what the show is all about. You know, people are going to see me every time we're here. They're not going to see my guest all the time. So one of the, one of the things that I did learn, although I, you know, did nothing in journalism, I've been watching some Yahoo sports talk radio guys and some other podcasters. And the one thing I've learned is ask good questions and get out the way. So Mm. Uh, Whatever I do to uh, allow for people to be good, entertaining guests and friends, that's what it is. And a lot of it, to be honest, is stuff that I would like to hear because you'd be be surprised how much stuff I'm learning about things that happened that I supposedly knew about that I don't.
2: You do realize there's a whole audience out there that wants to know a whole lot more about you because I have pitched more than once that. I take over the Uncle Mar broadcast. We flip seats and I interview you for an hour. And so far you have resisted that. I'm for it. Thank you.
0: Because I think that, you know, each show I kinda reveal a nugget or two. And, you know, let's kinda let's kinda, you know, have it flow out in drizzle mode.
1: So we gotta wait till like season eight to really
0: Yeah, well, I've, 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 I've revealed, yeah, I've revealed some pretty big stuff now. I've already talked about you know the years of darkness a little bit. I can't you know just you know I can't dump darkness on on everything right away. So, <laughs> but uh, it is interesting. I mean, so here's some of the stuff. So one of the reasons that well, I'm not to say one of the reasons, but part of what got me to do this, I've been thinking about doing this for actually a long time. Uh, This started way back when, you know, my sister uh, had her children and we would sit around and start sharing stories and we would talk about the possibility of my sister being in satellite and sending, you know, her kids there. Um, My nephew, my oldest nephew is 17, but he's he's down here in Fort Lauderdale now and she's got another uh, son. His name is Eson. He's much younger, but I don't think he'll end up at satellite either. But it was interesting to hear the stories of my sisters in their experience going through satellite after me. And, you know, of course, most of it, they were complaining, you know, that they had to be Marvin B's sister, you know? <laughs> and, uh, I was like, why? See, that's <laughs> right. It's a long shadow, man. It's I, no, speaking uh, of shadows. I didn't realize that, but, She did have a great experience in Tallahassee when she, uh, after she graduated from FAMU, she went to do her doctorate at Florida State. And most people don't know that I actually was supposed to go to Florida State, and I changed my mind and went to Palm Beach Atlantic down here in West Palm. But I had gotten accepted into Florida State, thought I would go there, and that's another long story, but we can talk about it. But she went there to get her doctorate. And when she was looking for an apartment, she had gone to several places. And I don't know if she was being denied or not getting answers, but somehow she came across Karen Horak, who was, uh, I guess, looking over her application. And I don't know exactly how the conversation went, but my sister led me to believe that she didn't think she would get the apartment until she mentioned uh, that she went to satellite and Karen was like, Oh, and she looked at the last name. and She goes, is your brother Marvin? And she said, yes. And she goes, Oh, don't worry about it. We'll get you a place. <laughs> and my sister was so, she was grateful, but then she was so flabbergasted that literally just the mention of my name got her an apartment in Tallahassee. So
2: I saw Karen a few years ago in Dallas, probably a few, oh, probably really? five, she is a it we both are huge music nerds and we chase around a couple of the same bands and in her case, Chase, I don't, but she actually follows one of the bands on the road for a couple shows every year and they were coming through here and I knew about it and we got together for a little bit. It's a ton of fun.
0: All right, nice. I've uh, I've driven by her place when she had the reality in Satellite Beach still. I never stopped in. I just took pictures and said hi as I went. <laughs> <drove> Sniper. <laughs> yeah, That's pretty much it. So, um, so yeah, so a lot of it is just, you know, this is my time to get in touch with people. And remember, I, I was way too busy in high school to appreciate the friendships and people that I knew. I was, you know, sorry to Craig for taking his internship away, but I just, I was doing so much and, you know, in all the sports and student government and, you know, first Baptist church.
2: To your point, though, Marvin, and, 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 and it's probably this way everywhere. I'm just too naive to believe that it is. I think we had a pretty special group of people that we went to school with. I mean, when, when, when Craig and I had lunch, um, it's probably been five or six years ago, I hadn't laid eyes on him, you know, for more than five minutes in 20 years, and we picked up like that. I mean, it was like no time. Had and that's not, I mean, it's it's any of us, uh, you know. I. I've had the good fortune. I had uh, I had a beer with Kelly and Dan a handful of years ago in Fort Worth, and the same thing. It's just a remarkable group of people. I'm sure everybody'd say their high school's that way, but I I think it's a, it was it was a special close knit group for whatever reason.
1: Well, Satellite Beach is a unique place. Uh, you know, I I don't know that I recognized it enough when I was when I was a kid, and it's you know you mentioned my my parents' house. They're, they're still in that house and you're and you're correct. Um they built it themselves. Uh I pounded a bunch of nails myself. Um and it's 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 extraordinary the the feeling that you get from that. Because I, I went and talked to them recently about possibly buying that house myself, you know, because I suddenly had the thought that uh I don't wanna, kinda want to keep it in the family. But that's that's neither here nor there. Satellite beach, you know, we watched that little community grow it was truly a sleepy place you know where the kids could could bonfire on the beach or hang out on the causeway and nobody bothered anybody and every once in a while a giant machine would lift off right over there into the sky and into space you know and you'd wake up in the morning oh there's the u2 going off to look at cuba or whatever um so you know the combination between nasa the the air force base um and and just living on this little island, it it is a unique place, and I, and I th- I think that contributes to a, a bond. I think because it it wasn't a generic high school experience. It was kind of pretty cool, and we share that.
2: We do. I and mean, you had you had the folks that had been there forever in a day like myself, and then there were the the transients that were there for a few years because of Patrick. Uh, you know, it, I was talking to to Mr. Powell, Stephen's dad, not too long ago. I, I snuck in to see him. Last fall, um, 91 years old, by the way, and still lives alone and is in, in it, for 91 years old is pretty spectacular. They've lived in that house, I want to say 53 years. It's just I, that, that's I think that's when we were born 53, 52, 53 years ago for most yeah. of us. It's just floors me, and the house look, still looks exactly the same, by the way. Does it? Yeah.
1: Well, once- it's still 94% structural nicotine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, Mr. Powell actually quit smoking probably
1: 25 that's years
2: good.
1: ago. Yeah. The, you know, <laughs> I, 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 slept over with Steve uh, a bunch of times. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we'd have sleepovers all the time and it, they were the loveliest folks. They really were. They were, they were just kind to, to Steve's friends and, and I enjoyed them, but I do remember the, the, the smell of smoke in that house.
2: There is still a cooler of, uh, beer near, near Mr. Powell wherever he is and he's always willing to open it up and share one, so that hasn't changed a bit, but yeah, the smoking's long gone.
0: So, I had a point I was going to make about Saturday Beach, but since we're talking about the POWs, let me ask you guys a question because the wife has asked me this many times, and the, the way that she asked me is, how are you friends with those smart people like Steven? <laughs> <laughs> but the question really is, is there anybody that Stephen and the Powells weren't friends with because it seems like everybody has been to their house.
2: It was just That's such a, a welcoming course. house. Uh, in, it, 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 because, you know, you'll remember Stephen was a hemophiliac, so there were large periods of time where he couldn't go to school. I mean, if he, it's so different for hemophiliacs now. His nephew, Corey, is a hemophiliac, and he's in, he's in perfect health compared to what Stephen was right. through. Stephen would bump his knee be in a wheelchair and he couldn't go to school. Yep. I mean, it just wasn't feasible. So people would come to him to check on him and it was just a fun place. He had every video game known to man, which you know back then was Pong. Uh but uh there was always there was always Cokes in the fridge and popcorn around. It was just it was a fun place to be, and his older sisters were a blast. It was it was just fun. But no, to your point, I don't think there was anybody that wasn't friends with Stephen. I don't think he had a whole lot of enemies.
1: Hmm. Can I I take a step at answering your wife's question though? Because I've always marveled at this. And and I said earlier that my, I was, I was the new guy and I, I felt like the new guy until I graduated and went to, went to college. I can't stress enough how much confidence I lacked in, in junior high and high school, but that's neither here nor there. I, I've always marveled at in, in the course of a week, uh, I, I'd be tearing apart a radio and putting it back together and hanging out at, at uh, Radio Shack on A1A with one of my friends. I'd be playing Dungeons & Dragons with some other friends. Then I'd, I'd put on the Letterman's jacket and, and, and be the, the, the jock and, and hang out with the uh, people on the football team. And then um, I felt like... I don't know if this is true. I don't know if people would have a different memory. I th- I felt like it was easy to be friends with a diverse range of personalities. At least that was my experience. That's what I would tell you. Well, friend.
0: I can tell you it was mine for sure because I was one of those people that should have been a transient. My dad was in the Air Force, and we came to Patrick in 76. And if my parents had not divorced, I would have been gone. Mm. And, uh, you know, my time at satellite would have been over, but when my parents divorced and mom asked me, you know, do, you know, do you want to stay here or move back to Louisiana, which is where my, you know, her side of the family was, I said, no, I, I want to stay here. I have friends here, which was hard to say, cause I had, you know, been accustomed to moving every three to f- four years before that. So Delora, you know, was probably, I think, uh, let's see, six. So I probably would have been gone after the seventh grade in Delora had my family Mm. stayed together. But I don't think that there was a time that I didn't feel a part of Satellite Beach, you know, outside of being told that, you know, Nino Frederico was better than me and everything. Um, (laughs) That's a great episode, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it was
1: it was interesting. Nino was was your
0: Marvin. (laughs) Yeah. But back then, here's the thing. Remember when I first got there, you know, it wasn't like black people were part of the normal group, you know, it, you know, at least that was my perception. Now, I could be very, very wrong. But by the time I left, there was a lot more of us. So it was easier. New Verbin catchings had come in. Uh, he was another sports star. He was likable. Mm-hmm. Everybody liked him. Uh, Tony Scott. Uh, there were some others that were there that, you know, in the beginning, I felt alone in that respect. Although, you know, my family, you know, we didn't grow up thinking that, you know, blacks and whites should be separated or anything like that. My family had no problem telling me, go hang out, be friends with whoever you want to be, um, date who you want to date. And there was no issues. But it was something that kind of did stick out to me that Satellite Beach was a it was the white retirement neighborhood? You know, when I first got there, obviously it's not now. And um, the diversity—I don't think was really ever an issue. I think the biggest issue was the jocks and the surfers.
1: I don't—I re- don't ever remember the you know the knife fight breaking out though between the jocks and the surfers. <laughs> but I, I don't—that's you know—that's that's a flippant response to what you just described. Um, I, I do not know what that's like um all i know is that uh glad dev had you in my life and you're a good friend
0: all right chris i can't this see what's going on with those the glasses shot. there i've been trying to your your the glare on your glasses is making it hard to <laughs> there.
2: <Is that> <laughs> it makes what? my forehead feel just gigantic
0: yeah <laughs> the suntan there what's up you look a little red
2: I did, little, little sun. I said, it's weather's been good here lately. I spent right. a lot of time when you're, when you're quarantined to the bedroom and the patio, you spend a lot of time outside. So a little bit of golf here and there. It's, it's not a bad, not bad. A little bit of sun.
0: Oh, you did get to UR golfing.
2: Yeah, I am. I'm playing a little bit of golf these days. Oh, I am. I, I really, I enjoy COVID golf. I mean, the one, one player per cart. It, yeah. Just everything <laughs> goes quicker. I am a big fan of COVID golf.
0: Hmm. I can't pull that off right now. The wife would not, uh, I don't think she would allow that (laughs) for
2: fear of COVID or just because she doesn't want you to leave her side. No,
0: I think it's the fact if you're going to spend that much time, you know, recreationally, we should spend it together. So, you know, even during Rona business has still been pretty, pretty good. So it's not like I've got a ton of free time. So like even today, you know, she was trying to figure out, okay, got the podcast, Florida State's on at 3.30. What, you know, what free time do we have today? And I'm like, I don't know. But a lot of that has to do with the fact that she'll be gone the next two weekends. So yeah. so she'll get, she'll get all of Sunday. Mm.
1: Mm. And Army's on today at one thirty. Um, the Army actually had a game last week. So for me, the the college football started last week.
0: That, that yeah. I I was trying to figure that out because you know I don't really care about anybody but Florida State, so I I just heard that some other teams had played. And I saw that a couple uh, of games are.
1: My, or... my wife Tiffany is very excited about the new uh, Seminoles coach. And she is looking is. forward to seeing, seeing his inaugural game today.
0: Oh, did she?
2: Hi, were you when you went to law school? Were there other satellite high people there that you connected with? I, I know there were a, a, several people that went to grad school at at. at Or are they too far gone because you've done your Army?
1: No, not, no. There were, I I can't make this up. First class, the first day of law school, um, I sit in the back row, as is my custom, and there's two gentlemen sitting next to me. And I'm just, you know, I look at them, and I look again, and I look at the ring on the guy's, fingers and i just said is that a west point ring you know and you know to, anyway so my two friends in law school were guys that i tangentially knew in college um they, they were the first people i met on the first class of the first day i just realized now there's a pattern but no i didn't run into any any uh, satellite people there
2: Hmm. Yeah, when I went to Auburn, part of the reason that I left is I, you know, like a lot of people, I sort of wanted to start over. Uh, the, the Becky Rusem component was real. There was something there to that. She was a year younger than us. Um, but yeah. when I got to Auburn, the only people that I knew from high school were Teresa Bender and Chris Sturhan. Peter Hillman showed up, but he showed up a couple of years later. And I never, I mean, I rarely ran into him, but as you would imagine with both uh, Miss Sterhan and Miss Bender, they both joined sororities and were both very popular and both dismissed of me very quickly. But, uh, uh, I, I do, I do talk to Teresa every once in a blue moon, but there were very few people, uh, at Auburn from, from satellite high. Hmm. It felt like, you know, everybody was going to UF and FSU. I mean, I, I used to go visit, uh, Karen and Susan and Toby a few times at, at, at University of Florida and we'd run into everybody and the brother, which was a lot of fun. I,
1: yeah, I will freely admit that I, I, you know, when I went to college, 1200 miles away from home, um, in a lot of ways, I mean, I just, I'm like, I'm, I'm an adult now. I'm, I'm going that way. And I didn't, I didn't give, you know, satellite beach and, uh, the old, you know, the old folks and the old mates as much thought as I probably should have, you know, I just got really, really busy. So, um, I I like to hear about people who have kept up connections. I wish I'd done better at that. Um, I'm, I'm better at it with, with college people. um, I've got, we, we get together regularly and I enjoy that.
0: So the fact that Craig, you just mentioned that leaving and not giving it a second thought, cause that's, that's kind of what I did. And it, I don't think it was intentional, but I think, right. you know, in our day that was expected, you know, kids grow up, they graduate, they go off and start their life. There was a study out I don't know if it was earlier this week or last week where they talked about kids moving back in with their parents is at an all time high. And apparently the seventies or sixties or seventies was the last time it was that high. And then it kind of dropped off. And, you know, when I was the wife and I were talking about it, my thought was from my perspective, you know, when we graduated, we left. We didn't – there was no thought of going back home. There was no thought of living with the parents unless, you know, it was an emergency where, as today, kids are like, yeah, I'll go to college. I'll move back home until I figure out what I want to do.
2: Now, kids only oh, want to yeah, get driver's yeah. licenses now. I mean, you know, it, yeah. it, we had – 16 years old, that was I, – I think I was sitting at the 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 – Department of Motor Vehicles at seven o'clock when they opened up, ready to get my license so I could go drive around in that really cool nineteen seventy
1: nine Dodge Aspen station wagon. I was ready to roll. Yeah, yeah, and you and you nailed it, Marvin. You're absolutely right. And that's the, you said it better than than I tried to describe it. When it was when it was time to to leave and go to college, it was yeah, childhood's over. Got time to go.
0: Mm. Yeah, it was funny. I so I got my license. I had I had a moped, Chris. I couldn't, you know, we didn't have a car. My mom wouldn't let me you know, take the car, but I had a moped. Um, But I did get it because when it came time for prom, I wanted to be able to drive my date (laughs) to to prom and uh, not have her drive me.
2: Who was your date for prom?
0: Uh, Which year?
2: Okay. Uh, Senior year.
0: Um, Hang on. Okay. Senior year was (laughs) Cindy Fernandez. Very good. Junior year was, I got to remember. So, with sisters, I messed it up the last time. Wendy Sebayan. <laughs> and sophomore year, actually, Linda Tucker asked me.
1: Wow.
2: I think you did two more problems than I did. I think I just did the senior problem.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Who was yours? Was it was Becky? I was going to say, Houston. was it Becky then? Mm-hmm, so I couldn't absolutely. remember because I, so
2: I was trying to. We started a we started a I don't know three or four year romance that started in, in January of nineteen eighty five, right after I got back from Christmas break.
0: Okay, I was thinking uh, that was about the time it started, but I couldn't remember mm-hmm. if it was before or after the picnic tables on the roof.
2: Uh, probably after the picnic tables. So.
0: <laughs> There's got to be pictures that exist somewhere. I don't think we have pictures. No, maybe not. There's a whole, there's a, and, and there's a whole storyline there between picnic tables on the roof, uh, Amy Wellman's bike on the roof in pieces.
2: Karen, Karen Lorenz said she went to prom with Toby stats. I'd forgotten about that. You
0: know? Karen went with Toby. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Becky Brunette said, I remember when Linda asked you, Oh, did she do it in public? That would be something. I probably had to say yes because I didn't want to say no in public. It would be a heartbreaker. No, nah, I think I liked Linda Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I was expecting to be asked to go to a dance, though.
2: Yeah, and there, Becky just, that's true. I went to Homecoming with Becky Strong uh, our senior year.
0: <gasps> Husky Strong
2: that is, and and Becky, I still have this picture if you don't, I was supposed to work that day at action sale and I played hooky allegedly to get ready for homecoming, went to a carnival someone took Becky in my picture and ended up in the newspaper the next day and I got busted at work (laughs) it all worked out I guess I was destined to be a sailing instructor
0: (laughs) Uh, Nice, nice, nice Uh, Karen just wrote, Linda Tucker was a sweetheart so here's a question I I don't remember when I started looking and of course I'll have to be honest and say I didn't look really hard, but I did try to reach out and find Linda Tucker a while back. Is she around? Does anybody know where Linda Tucker is? There's a whole group of people. I'm going to make a list someday. And part of this show is to say, here are all the people I want to try to find and reach out to. So,
1: so Marvin, have, have you encountered anyone who did not want to be found once you succeeded in finding?
0: So I have to say yes, but I have to say yes in two different ways. One person actually uh, messaged me specifically just to catch up and talk, but they're doing work that, let's just say, if I told people what they did, they would probably kill me. And that's, that's for real. I,
1: I'm a lawyer. I have these conversations every day.
0: Yeah. So they're, they're doing stuff where people can't know who and where they are. So I did get that. And then I've had a couple of people that it's not that they don't want to be found. It's that they don't want to come on a show like this and be seen. So I've had a few of that, but um, no, nobody that I found that, you know, literally said, Hey, Stop calling me jerk or anything like that. That's good. And uh, I, I'm i reading the news about Linda, and I am sorry to hear that. Uh, Linda passed away several years ago. I did not know. Well, yeah. well, so I will reach out to people off air and follow up with that. Uh, speaking of people that have passed, I know that there is a Facebook group I'm in of people we miss. Um when was the last time something was done with uh memory for Ellen Marcus? Remember uh
2: That's just been within the last five years as well. Yeah. I yeah. yeah. cause she came to the reunion five years ago.
0: Yep. Yeah. She uh, lived
2: so. in she lived in um Houston as well, because we had talked about grabbing lunch or something and it just I never could I never made it happen. I, I regret it.
0: So here we I found my, yeah, here we go. In loving memory of our beautiful friend, Ellen Marcus. So the group is still active on the Facebook. And, oh, okay. Well, people are still posting in there. So yeah, yeah. if uh, people want to go back there, and if there are others that um, we did not know about, uh, let me know. Because uh, that's part of the reason I'm doing this show is to kind of find out what's been going on. Although this, (laughs) this is, I I think I can post this. Uh, Gretchen Kamer shared a link saying, hi, Ellen Marcus. No specific reason, but was thinking of you today. I miss you. And it's basically a picture of, uh, it's a meme of two cats, one licking the other. (laughs) And I can't maximize it to share just that. So I don't want to share the rest of this stuff. So that was uh, the last post in. The Facebook group for Ellen Marcus. Oh, I have a message from Carol McKenna. Here's here's what happens. I messaged her like two weeks ago, and she just responded. And I won't embarrass her because it's a long text, and I'll read it later. <laughs>
2: Craig, do you get back to Satellite Beach to see your folks regularly? You mentioned a couple of times they still live in that same house, which I can never um, find, by the way. I I, I remember the general right. neck of the woods just past DeSoto, but I can never find it when I go through there.
1: Well, I'm not I'm not gonna dox my parents since this is public. But uh it's on uh, it's on Cherry Drive, off Temple. Um, the uh it's interesting. That you know, I I was born in New Jersey and um within we moved uh a month before I turned twelve, uh to Satellite Beach, which is one of the best things that ever happened to me. Um and within three years, uh, I had two sets of aunts and uncles living within three blocks of me from New Jersey. Everybody just sort of followed. And uh um yeah the uh Your question, I, my parents are like, like most of us are uh, demonstrably older than they were when we last hung out with each other. So I'm over there more often, uh, than, than I had been in the past. Um, and so, yeah, I get over to satellite beach and, uh, bring grant my younger and my wife, Tiffany, uh, tend to come with me. Grant jumps in the pool and Tiffany helps, uh, my dad deal with his diet because she does keto and my dad's dealing with, with diabetic issues. So probably more information than you needed. But uh, um, when, when I get over there, it's generally kind of in and out. I see my parents and then, you know, drive the, the hour, about hour back home. Um, although I try, I do, I, I try to do the, the the loop. I'll come in and take a one a down to the house so I can show the family the ocean and what that's all about. And, and and the fact that that Taco Bell was always Taco Bell and that McDonald's was always McDonald's. Um, and, uh, and then we take South Patrick back on the way out to see that part of town. Um, I always hit double Toge So I try not to miss that for some <laughs> reason that just, I have to do that. But, um, God. yeah, we're the,
2: the uh, I'm sorry, Chris. I typically get back about once a year to check in on Mr. Powell, but I, I'm, I duck in and duck back out in about 48 hours. It's usually real quick.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So most my, most my, uh, my brothers still live in Brevard County, not in Satellite beach. Um, so I'm the, I'm the, I'm the one who's far, far away. We came actually my, my wife, Tiffany, and I met in Tallahassee, um, she had she had been there to get her master's in social work, um, and we met in 1998, and we're married less than six months later. Wow. Um, yeah, and the uh, she puts up with a lot from me because she was she was a young woman who was already a homeowner and very accomplished and and uh, had a great job um, up there in the panhandle and one day I just sort of announced that, uh, it's too difficult. I'm missing too much of, of Dylan, my, my first son's, just activities, soccer games and stuff, because I'd see him on weekends, but it's, it was a, it was a five hour, one way trip every time, every weekend. So I said, uh, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to move back to, to satellite beach cause you can never go home again. Right. But, uh, I said, we'll move to Orlando and we'll, 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 we'll raise the kid with uh, the theme parks and all. Um, so I did, you know, I took the the first legal job I could find. Um, and my wife very graciously, you know, moved and followed me down here. And the intention was when Dylan graduated high school, um, that then we'd go, we'd find the next chapter of our lives. Well, that was, that was quite a while ago. (laughs) So We've been here 20 years in Orlando. It's been great, but I, I can say we are looking for our our next chapter too. I've got uh, I, I no idea what will come of it, but I've got my first job interview in 18 years um, coming up in about a week and a half with the uh, Supreme Court of uh, uh, for a staff attorney job in South Dakota. Wow! So we'll see how that goes.
0: South Dakota. <laughs>
1: Well, you want to talk about, you want to talk about a change in
0: everything. (laughs) Yeah. What in God's green earth? Is there anybody there? (laughs) Is that, is that where Dave Letterman hangs out now? I mean. Where who hangs out? Dave Letterman. Isn't he up there someplace? I think he is. I
2: have no idea. Open country, open sky. I've been through there. I've been through Bismarck, Bismarck in the the Dakotas. Yeah. It's,
0: it's desolate. Okay. Okay. Why would you go through there? And where were you going that that was a through point? <laughs> it's one of those places.
2: That's a great question. It was an airport on the way to somewhere, and I'd be I'd be fibbing if I I I couldn't begin to recall. <laughs> okay. I've been um, fortunate enough, I've gotten to do a lot of travel with my career, and I don't really have any idea why I was be there, but
0: on the way somewhere. All right, because uh, so. I spent time in Topeka, Kansas, but that was because my dad was stationed there. And the other places that I've been out West have been, of course, Denver, Colorado, a couple of conferences. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in California, but I was a kid, so I don't remember that. And I flew to Lincoln, Nebraska mm-hmm. once, which was a mistake and I'll never do again. And, um, my little sister was born in Nebraska. That's where we lived right before we moved
2: to Satellite Beach.
1: Really?
2: Dad was at Dad was at. Uh, Dad was at uh, uh, he always called it awful Air Force Base. I think it was Offutt Air Force Base. Uh, and then that's how we got to Patrick. And then his option year came up, when we were in sixth grade. And my mother said, "You can do whatever you want, but I'm staying in Satellite Beach." So he opted to get out. That's how we. That's how we ended up staying. <laughs>
0: All right, gentlemen, so we've gone uh, just over an hour, and I know Craig is itching to get all ready oh. for that football game, so uh, <laughs> let's uh, go ahead and start uh, ending off the show. Of course, uh, we will ask you back again, Craig, and we can uh, talk some more about stuff. I can ask you more specific questions about how I was in your way. Of your goals? <laughs> oh, no,
1: stop, stop it. You make me feel bad. I, me- I meant it as, as very much.
0: I, I know, but it's funny. It's funny because, you know, of course, I don't remember that. And, you know, it was never my intent to intentionally do stuff like that. But here's the thing. Remember, I said a lot of this show is going to be me hearing stories, you know, and a lot of those stories are going to be perceptions of how things happened back then. Because, listen, I heard two weeks ago that one of my sister's friends, how do I, I've got to, you know what? Let me rephrase. Let me, let me go back and get the real story. So I don't mess it up, but I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you the punchline. Apparently I was supposed to be married to somebody from satellite and I didn't know it. So I'll go back and find out all the details. And
1: you know, besides Marvin, I I owe you, that my had I had a brief bully problem at Delora, and you solved it for me. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the funniest memories of my life.
0: See, I don't remember that. What What happened there?
1: And, and you know, it's this. This will be like the third time I, I've said this on on this podcast. Um, just because for anybody watching, you know, I you, you don't know what people's perceptions of you were. Um, I was shy. I was I, I was awkward, um, and so if if I if I looked in any way like I had things together, I was faking it. I was trying to play act what I thought that looked like. Anyway, um, yeah, I had some. I don't remember if it was seventh or eighth grade. I know I know it wasn't ninth, but uh, I did, there were some some jerks um, who would just hassle me, and I remember one of the at, at the lockers. Somebody had accosted me and was kind of in my face. And out of nowhere, freaking, you know, this superhero swoops in. I, I swear this is true. Suddenly, all I see is Marvin B., hands on a guy's collar, pushing him up against the locker. And you all you said was, that's my friend. And over. Didn't have a bully problem after that. Wow. And it, it, it was it was dramatic and weird, and also I think you and I might have shared a little eye contact right after that. It was kind of hilarious because I, it, what I read on your face was I, I don't know where that came from either. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, that uh, that is interesting. So um, new
1: no memory of that. That's, that's cool.
0: I, <laughs> I and listen, the wife will you know watch this later. And she's going to turn right to me and say, how can you not remember that? And
1: This is true. Mm.
0: All right. Well, uh, I will go and try to uh, research <laughs> where that came from, how that was. And uh, we'll go from there. So I do want to say thank you guys for coming on. Snide. Thank you again for uh round two. And, thank you. The thank uh, pleasure as always. Thank you, Craig. We'll yeah, get you back on. Me. And uh, thank you to all the folks that are watching. I, actually, this is pretty interesting. This is probably the first time we've had uh, people stay the entire time. So I want to say thank you to everybody um, that's who's, been doing who's, that.
1: Who's if, my mark? I'm sorry. I'm reading the the Facebook stuff. Yeah, I didn't. know. I don't oh, know what.
0: And here's the thing. I don't know what she's referring to. So I didn't want to ask. Nick <laughs>
1: That's
2: what she's referring
0: to. Oh. The deuce. Nick, the goose, I'm supposed, I get a, I, you know what? I got to make a note of this because somebody asked me to find the goose. He
2: lives um, in Dallas, Fort Worth. he lives here. I never see him. I he lives him. there. He lives
0: mm-hmm. All right. Well, then I'm going to task you with finding him. If he, if you know, he lives there.
2: No, I don't, I don't know that he'd answer my emails or calls.
0: But so. All right. Well, anybody that's uh, listening to the show later or rewatching, uh, If you can contact the Goose, let me know. And uh, just for that, I'm going to actually do this here for all things uh, about the show. Uh, Check out UncleMarv.com, and you can see all of the past episodes there. You can either listen through the podcast audio, or it will have a link to the YouTube page where this will be uh, rebroadcast, so you can find it there. And if you want to check out the rest of the site, we are going to be working on it. I am going to be putting up some pictures and archives and things like that. Uh If you would like to uh get the book that uh was published by Todd, the Overcomer Shoemaker, that is there for purchase on Amazon, along with a way that if you'd like for me to be able to pay uh for things that we do on the show, the streaming that we do, all of the materials that I do here, I'm trying to run it through the business, but I'd like to keep it separate so at some point uh, if you guys feel like you can give a little bit of donation, any amount, it's, I don't really care, uh, just something would be nice so check out UncleMarv.com in the future Alright gentlemen, thank you again um, Craig, you had about five minutes to uh, go get ready for that game and <laughs>
1: that <laughs> right. Thank you, go on. All right. yeah, lo- I love this. I enjoy it. Thanks for All right. everybody.
0: Alright guys, take care and uh, everybody out there, be looking soon for another episode of the Uncle Mark Podcast, but until then Holla!